1: 971FM talk on demand audio. Welcome back to the Mark Reardon show Brad Young sitting in today. And as I mentioned before the break, it's tax season. and the IRS has a new80 billion dollar slush fund at its disposal uh, thanks to the misnamed Inflation Reduction Act, which was signed into law last August. The question is, how will this slush fund at the IRS, how will this impact you? So joining us is Preston Brashers, a senior policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation who focuses on tax policy. Hey, Preston, welcome to 97.1 FM Talk St. Louis.
0: Thanks a lot for having
1: me. Uh, The White House and Treasury officials told us that this infusion of cash was necessary to enable the IRS to go after uh, two categories, rich tax evaders and corporations. But is that actually what this slush fund money will be used for, going after the rich and corporations?
0: Well, that's certainly not the only thing it's going to be used for, and and I think the IRS, uh, the IRS's own data kind of backs up that they, there just simply wasn't enough uh, rich taxpayers and large corporations underpaying their taxes to to come up with the types of revenues that they were talking about raising. So the truth of the matter is that they're going to be creative and they're going to find ways to raise more taxes from from everyday taxpayers, small businesses, and, and well, wh- what I think we're gonna be talking about today, uh, waiters and waitresses.
1: Yeah, and to me, this is, this is a- amazing, Preston, because how many times have we heard President Biden say that no one making under $400,000 per year would see any change in their taxes? And yet, it looks like the IRS is going after waiters and waitresses for tip money. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, are waiters and waitresses making more than four hundred thousand dollars a year? My goodness, I'm going to change careers. I'm just a lowly attorney during my day job, but I may have to change professions if if uh, if waiters and waitresses are making four hundred k.
0: Yeah, who knew it was such a lucrative business? I, I didn't know Jeff Bezos had had a side gig as a, as a waiter. But uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: so tell us about this so, idea that that the IRS is literally targeting tip money as a way to increase revenue.
0: Yeah, well, and, and so, so the IRS is, has pointed to this in the past. They've, they've said that they think about 10% of underreported income uh, for the income tax, individual income tax, is coming from tip from income. And so obviously, most tip income is things like, you know, waiters and waitresses, bartenders, barbers, um, and, and and not the, the big guys as, the, as they always want to talk about. Uh, and so, so uh, the, you know, I think that. Your actions speak louder than words, and so obviously they've they've talked a lot about going after the big guys, um, but but the truth of the matter is a lot of their numbers pointed to to a different reality that that if they wanted to collect more, they're going to have to look for for things that were not necessarily the, the the big guys that they've been referring to.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned something very interesting. I want to circle back to, and that is that there's there's not enough uh, rich people in America who are cheating on their taxes uh, to generate the kind of revenue they're looking for. And if you if you see an interview with AOC or, uh, or any of the progressive left, and again, I'm being redundant and repetitive when I say that, but if you look at their positions, it looks like they're always accusing the rich of not paying their fair share. Uh, but really, the only way to generate more revenue by the IRS is, in fact, to go after lower and middle income Americans, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the fact of the matter is, they they want to. When when you're looking to drum up more revenue for the IRS, it's not a very good PR move to go after the the 98% of Americans that don't don't make more than four hundred thousand dollars. And so, what do they do? They, they they make it sound like they can do all this on the backs of two percent of people, um, but the, but the numbers don't really show that they can do that. The tr- the truth of the matter is, uh, the the high income big corporations are already subjected to pretty high audit rates. Not saying that there's not some cheating there, that there's not some some non-compliance there, uh, but 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 the numbers show that in fact small businesses, in particular, I think are going to take it on the chin here because if you look at the IRS's own numbers, the self-employed, uh, small non-corporate businesses, they account for eight times as much of the supposed tax gap as the the corporations do. Um, so their numbers just never, never spoke in, you know, never, never backed up their claims that they could do this all on the backs of the rich. Right.
1: And, and when you say uh, that, that there's this target that the IRS has painted on self-employed Americans and non-corporate small businesses, uh, that's really like it's like mom and pop stores. We're talking about Uber drivers and the gig economy. Uh, small businesses, it might be family-run businesses, certainly not businesses that are generating enormous amounts of income. So once again, it brings us back to this idea, doesn't it, uh, Preston, that, that the IRS is going to be targeting people who are making less, and in, in most instances, far less than that $400,000 threshold that he likes to tout.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing that we were talking about was less than two months ago was was Venmo transactions. And if you had more than six hundred dollars uh, on Venmo or or maybe some, some sales on eBay that, that accounted for more than six hundred dollars, now they were changing the reporting thresholds so that 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 was going to be swept up under the two ninety nine K reporting thresholds. And look, we can have a discussion about whether this is the appropriate thing or to do or not. But my biggest thing here was just the the, the bait and switch here so that it was that it was sold as one thing. It was sold yes. as this is all going to be uh, uh, targeted at the rich. Um, and, and then what do they turn around to do, and they're absolutely it didn't take them <laughs> very long at all. And we're already seeing different ways that that of course they're going to put more scrutiny. They have all these additional resources. They're going to they're going to be doing something. And one of the things that that, that all these new auditors that they have. Is they're they're applying more scrutiny to waiters, waitresses, Uber drivers, you
1: name it. Wow, we're we're talking to Preston Brasher, a senior policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation, and he focuses on tax policy. That's why I wanted to, to talk to him today, as uh, tax season is is right around the corner. And and Preston, in the animal kingdom, okay, predators typically go after prey that can't fight back. And is that the same principle at work here? When the IRS goes after lower income Americans who cannot afford to hire expensive uh, attorneys and tax advisors like the wealthy and like corporations can do.
0: Yeah, I I think there is uh, that that certainly happens. You know, one of the things that you'll see, um, there's a one one of the things that they were very careful about, the Treasury Department and and the IRS and the the White House. They were careful to say to point out that they weren't going to raise audit rates. Uh, on the people making less than four hundred thousand dollars, and that was that, that was their big line, and I think that, that, that they were very intentional about how they were they were phrasing that, uh, because you can not necessarily raise the audit rates on a group of people, but you can still increase the 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 pain and the scrutiny on the, that group of people in lots of different ways, and so um, so one of the things that they might do is they might send out. Um, Send out letters about a, a discrepancy that they see that they're not going to count that letter that they're sending out to that that small taxpayer that doesn't have a high price lower or accountant working for them to help them to, to fight it off and and it's essentially it, to them to a lot of people it feels like a shakedown where you see this number and you know it's going to cost you more to fight it than to, to than to just go ahead and pay it sure and so that's what a lot of people people end up doing and so yeah i mean that, there there is certainly that that element that but a lot of small guys, they just don't have the resources to, mm. to, to fight back.
1: That, that's true. And you mentioned the audit rates, and I want to come back to that. I did a little research today, Preston, and a few years ago, ProPublica analysis found that someone making $20,000 a year was far more likely to be audited than a person making $400,000. So I, I got into the number. Here are the numbers. In 2020, uh, out of every 1,000 tax returns by millionaires, Two were audited. Two millionaires out of every 1,000 uh, millionaires, two were audited. But for every uh, 1,000 low-income wage earner tax returns, uh, or sub, you know, obviously a lower amount, 7.9 percent were audited. So, why doesn't President Biden's own party, who claims to represent the poor and the working-class Americans, why don't? Why, why don't they call out President Biden on this obvious focus of the IRS when even the audit rate is so much higher for lower income Americans than it is for higher income Americans?
0: Yeah. And like I said, I think that the actions speak louder than words. and there and there is there is certainly what uh, what you end up seeing actually with with audit rates is the very low end you see very very high audit rates and then at the as you get to the the very high end you see see an increase so it's a little bit of a u-shape uh, so in the middle it's a little bit less a part of that is, is going to come down to things like uh, earned income tax credit some of the refundable credits that they're sending out there's some fraud that happens there and so that leads to a little bit of that, a little bit of what you're seeing there um, but at the same time um, you know yeah I, I think it's it's absolutely the IRS's track record does not suggest um, that if you give them a, a lot of additional resources, that they can just funnel all that into uh, into taxing the very rich. And and like I said, I, I simply don't think that the numbers, their numbers, don't don't suggest that there is enough there there for them to to, to raise the types of revenues that they've been talking about. So they really do have to to go where they think that that, that there is um, some. Uh, I really cast a wide net and it's going yes. to catch, catch a lot of folks in it that are not the, that top
1: 2%. Right. And there's just not a wide net when it comes to the number of <clears throat> millionaires in this country. Uh, we're talking to uh, Preston Brasher's senior policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation who focuses on tax policy. And you mentioned the earned income tax credit. And to me, I, I always think this has been disingenuous of the IRS because, The Earned Income Tax Credit, which is a a program that benefits lower-income Americans, it's complicated. It's complex. And when you're talking about lower-income Americans who can't afford maybe to hire a professional tax preparer to do their taxes, of course they're going to make mistakes when it comes to how you calculate the Earned Income Tax Credit. And then these people who actually need it are the first ones to get spanked when they do it incorrectly. But uh, anyway, I'll get off that soapbox because I want to ask you a question. We talked about this $80 billion in new funding from the uh, totally misnamed Inflation Reduction Act. What's that money going to be used for when you just give the IRS this enormous infusion of cash? What are they going to use it for? Well,
0: you can look at the the numbers, and and of that 80 billion dollars, there was about 46 billion that was specifically earmarked for enforcement, and then you had some, somewhere in the neighborhood of about three billion, I think, that was that was that was paid for uh, taxpayer services, um, and then and then a lot of it is kind of operation support that can kind of that's going to support the the whole apparatus there. Um, so, but, but you can just look at that number, that 46 versus three. And you can see that uh, there was a, a a huge emphasis on on things like auditing, things like asset monitoring, um, and, and and to me, I think really what the what if the IRS wants wants to do the the best job and 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 fulfill its obligation to the American people, the best possible way is they they want to encourage voluntary compliance, mm-hmm. and you encourage voluntary compliance when you have the public's trust, and when you can. Pick up the phone call. Pick up the phone. Get someone on the IRS on the line to answer your questions. I think that's going to go a lot further towards ensuring the the type of compliance that they want to see, that we all want to see. I think I think most of us want people to be honest on their taxes, um, and I think the way to do that is, you know, an ounce of, of prevention is, is worth a, a pound of cure, in terms of 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 ensuring compliance. With with the, our tax obligations.
1: Well, and, and when you talk about uh, ensuring compliance with our tax obligations, Preston, uh, here's what comes to my mind. When when you get the big statements from, and we always see this whenever some, and it's usually a conservative who who pays very little in taxes, and we get howls and protests from the left and from the mainstream media, but by and large, most of those instances those individuals are actually complying with the laws. So don't we have two different issues here? We have what are the tax laws in this country, number one, and number two are people complying with it. But just because someone uh, who uh, is a millionaire and may pay zero in taxes, if they're actually following the tax law, they're actually being compliant, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and that's a absolutely great point there uh, that – whenever we're talking about the tax gap, what exactly do you mean by the tax gap? It kind of assumes that there is a correct amount that we all understand that it's, it's it's well well agreed to. But the fact of the matter is the tax code is, is enormously, enormously complex. And so you're going to have, there's a, unfortunately a lot of uh, complicated things that are in the tax code that people that, that know the tax system well that they can take advantage of. And so I think that's a little bit of, of what you're, what, what this disconnect that you see is is it pe- that there's there's two different questions here? There is there is that question of what is your legal, what are you legally obligated to pay, and then um, and and then this question of what, how much are you able to take advantage of, of 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 the deductions and credits that are available to you? And 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 really, what we should a big part of what we should be talking about here is just. Tax simplification. If we had a simpler system, yes, you're, there's going to be so much less of this that we're going to have to argue about. And, and look, there's 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 reasons to think that there's there are problems with with different parts of, of of how much this person over here is paying or this group over here is paying. If we had a simple system, it would be so much easier for us to all just get it done, pay what we owe, and then be done with it.
1: And and that simpler system, at least from my perspective, and correct me if you think differently, but that simpler system would simply be a flat tax where everyone pays the same amount. That way, the, the rich who make more money would pay far more in taxes, but even those who earn a little bit of money would still have some skin in the game and would still pay something towards taxes. Wouldn't that be a far simpler system?
0: Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I mean, we, we have more credits and deductions and exemptions that, that that carve little pieces out. That again, if you if you're well connected, if you have the right the right lawyers and accountants, that you that you can take advantage of that. It's, it's all in there. It's in the tax code. You're you're not breaking the laws, um, but but you're right. I think a flat a flat tax system. Um, obviously, we want to have some uh, some exemption and and some some some. Uh, advantage for people that are at the very bottom. you don't want to be you know taxing people that are impoverished at the same same rate. You allow some level of exemption um, in there. Um, we have those things in the tax system as it is, but there's absolutely no reason to have the level of complexity that we have. Uh, I think moving to a simpler, flatter system is it would be mm-hmm. beneficial in in a lot of ways, both economically, save us time in terms of of all the t- the compliance that goes into yes. filing our taxes every year. Um, I think there's just a lot to be said for for, for proposals down that down that route.
1: Oh, I completely agree, uh, Preston Brasher's. If, if folks want to keep track of this particular issue and what you write also as well on this issue, along with other tax-related issues, how can folks follow you online?
0: Uh, you can go to my website at uh, Preston uh, at www.heritage.org slash staff and just look up a Preston Brasher's. That's spelled B R A S H E R S.
1: Very good. And uh, Preston, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on 971 FM Talk St. Louis. Thank you. Get more at 971talk.com.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>